The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Retro Pop. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Towns, and I'm joined by a man who stands at six foot eleven, coming from uh, Niagara Falls, New York. Uh, sometimes he eats eggs for breakfast. It's Matt Johnson. Hey, oh, <laughs> what's going on, Johnny? How are you, my friend? What's going on, buddy? Nothing much, nothing much surviving out here. Hope you're doing well uh, yourself. And uh, yeah, things are things are going pretty swell. Yeah, what here. a pretty swell. What a weird time, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's it's something. It's definitely it's something, and that's about all I have to say about that. It is. Yeah, something. this will be marked in time from now on. You know that, right? Like we can, everybody remember this time when uh, this was happening. And you can even uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts besides the ones that we do, and they're all like this is across the board time marked on all of them because they're you know they're all having to do things differently oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely but of course you know us being the best absolute 100 percent best uh we just keep doing what we're doing yeah that's the nice thing about it that is the nice thing about it we've been practicing (laughs) social distancing since the beginning (laughs) (laughs) exactly and yeah me and johnny have actually never met we're we're just been our, our entire relationship has been socially distant, that's right we, so. now of course we um, each have a, a sports ball with each other's faces put on it but that's beside the point <laughs> <laughs> now i have somebody to talk to when i'm by myself <laughs> you've heard a lot of messed up stuff just fyi <laughs> oh yes i have yes i have Oh boy! So, uh, what do we got going on today, my friend? Well, you know, last episode we talked about your uncle, and that was very awesome. So, I figured why not do another biography? Uh, of course, this person is, I would dare say, fairly well known, and that's putting it very lightly. At one time, he was the most popular athlete in the world. Uh, very recognizable name anywhere you went in the world, they would know this name, and that is the name of Michael Jordan. So let's get into our personal history with his heiress himself, Michael Jordan. Now he's got me. I'll have to look at another crime meme for the next. (laughs) 
I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. <laughs> that is what Kobe Bryant does to me. All right, so everybody knows, I make it fairly clear, that the basketball is my number uno sport. It's the one I gravitated to when I was young. And uh, when I was younger, I was at the perfect age of when Michael Jordan was winning championships and literally dropping 50, 60 points anytime he played. Uh, doing crazy stuff I never seen somebody do, you know, just like he would twist his body in the air to make a shot, and it was pretty incredible to watch. So I gravitated to him, and he played for the college team that I always liked. Uh, you know, this was an era of of major uh, stars, and that came from basketball. This is around the dream team for the Olympics. Uh, Michael Jordan was on that. This was on the tail end of Magic Johnson and Larry Bird kind of fading out. To leading to to Magic John, I mean to Michael Jordan. So, uh, man, this he came at the right time for me as a kid. Uh, just the you know just watching him play and just the, the guy just refused to lose. Uh, to, you know, of course, to the point where now, if you <laughs> if you see all the uh, if you read all the books and stuff about him, like I have, he wasn't always well liked because of this, even by his own teammates. <laughs> uh, you know, nope. Famously, famously, <laughs> uh, you know there were. Times where fists were thrown among teammates, uh, he was he was a bit uh, pushy, I guess is the way to say. If you didn't play the way he wanted you to, he made sure you knew it. And if he didn't think you were good, he made sure you knew it. That type of deal. Uh, but man, you cannot deny uh, that he really truly is. You know, there's in my opinion, there's only a, a few players in basketball you can put in the argument for goat greatest of all time. Obviously, Jordan is in there. You know, LeBron probably has a small case, though I don't think he wins it. Uh, and then you got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, and then uh, you know, uh, and then Bill Russell. Those are probably the ones I would throw in there of winners in basketball. These guys, you know, and that's saying something because the uh, NBA, the basketball, has had so many major important players in its in its history. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I'm very curious for you, Matt, because I'm sure you know, I'm sure you heard of Michael Jordan, even if. Basketball wasn't something you necessarily followed. Uh, no, 100%. And I do got to say, Johnny, I really, really want you to do a basketball podcast this upcoming, this next season, um, undoubtedly so. But uh, for me, for me, uh, growing up in the 90s, I was born in 1991, and really, like, Michael Jordan was everything back then. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a huge basketball fan. I'm not even even a mid like a mid tier casual basketball fan. Uh, I know what's going on. Obviously, I have a lot of friends that talk about it and are proud of it. But uh, for me, though, Michael Jordan was that mainstream person that had me paying attention. And keep in mind, I was six or seven years old. Uh, so I had known of the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan for some time. He was, he was just excellent. He was in everything. Uh, every time I watched SportsCenter with my dad back in the day, uh, he oh, boom, Michael Jordan was there. And, of course, Space Jam uh, was a huge, huge part in me really understanding who Michael Jordan the athlete was, uh, which is weird to say that uh, in retrospect. But that's just that's that's what I gravitated towards. I wasn't a huge sports fan um, when I was at that age, but, you put Looney Tunes and and Michael Jordan together; it's a very very winning combination. But um, but yeah, so I've known about Michael. Uh, I knew about Michael Jordan from an early age. I used to get. Um, I actually used to have his Space Jam action figure oh. <laughs> um, that they made. Uh, I used to get all the Space Jam action figures, and Michael Jordan was one that I definitely wanted. 
Uh, I auctioned off a Space Jam Michael Jordan jersey at my stag party two Novembers ago, which is pretty sweet. And, uh, and yeah, I, I remember, uh, like, I had his hat. Uh, I think I had – I might have had a jersey, to be honest with you, at a very young age. I, I kind of remember that. Um, like, a, well, I was probably a, space, a, a, a kid Space Jam jersey for that, too. But, um, no, Michael Jordan was everything. Uh, he was, like, that first – uh, mainstream athlete that transcended more than basketball. Yeah. He was just large. He was just larger than life. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 cool because every time somebody great comes along, everybody gets compared to him. Oh yeah. Right? Jordan Jordan is like the 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 peak of the mountain, and everybody every anytime somebody good comes along, uh, of course Kobe Bryant, God rest his soul, uh, LeBron James, of course, as you mentioned, uh, you know they often often get they always get compared and it's always such a huge debate uh which i do love seeing people's opinions even though i don't know what the heck they're talking about <laughs> for the most part well uh, you can kind of relate because but, even in other sports uh people get compared to him because i've heard plenty of times even on uh old espn uh, which is just you know right now just stretching and reaching for as much content as they possibly can uh, <laughs> uh like maybe they'll even say hey was tom brady the Michael Jordan of in a, of football, like they'll say stuff like that. That's, that's true. That is an it is an argument, um, most certainly. Uh, and me, I grew up wrestling in high school, and for and in Niagara Falls, uh, basketball is very well cherished, and a lot of other sports don't get the same recognition as basketball. And it's understandable. The basketball team has been very was very successful at my, my at my school when. When I was around, the likes of uh, Johnny Flynn and Paul Harris, who both went on to uh, be successful at uh, like Syracuse and move on, they, they, they played in Niagara Falls High School uh, while I was there. But I wrestled, so I wasn't overly fond of basketball. I had a great disdain because wrestlers were tough, um, psychologically tough, and this and that. But and so we don't we don't give a lot of basketball players credit often. But I thought about it because I mean wrestlers when we're, when we're on the mat, we have to hit you know. If you want to be good, you have to have the best type of psychology of all time, best like um, good mental state because a slip up can 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 just cost you a match. Uh, and then I looked at Michael Jordan and I thought, from a psychology standpoint, because I do like psychology a lot, um, Michael Jordan might be the psychologically best player of all time, and that's sports in general. Uh, composure, keeping his composure, uh, and and bringing his team into you know putting his team in winning situations. Uh, of course, the flu game, which I'm sure we'll mention at some point, and just so much. Uh, Michael Jordan was clutch, and he just – he did things at will. He didn't get it. He, he got emotional, of course, in the locker room, but when he came to the, on the basketball court, he kept his cool, and uh, he did what he had to do to put his team in a winning situation. And that's like – what if I'm a coach or I'm a, I'm a, a teammate, that's the guy I want on my team. That's the guy I want on my team who's not going to panic, who's going to get the job done uh, when, when it needs it to be done most. Yeah, uh, and also I used to play a lot of rec basketball, go up to the rec, you know, the local rec and play pickup basketball on the court yeah. and stuff. And uh, there was always this guy, and I called him the Michael Jordan wannabe because he thought he was Michael Jordan. And he treated everybody <laughs> like he thought he was Michael Jordan. And I hated being on his team. <laughs> So if he ever, so whenever he picked me, I was like, "Ugh," <laughs> was not Much. fun to play with. Uh, uh, <laughs> he didn't pass the ball left. Did no, he? no. Uh, and I actually made a point. <laughs> I got so mad once. 
because he was, and he wasn't even. You got mad. He wasn't even talking trash to mad. me. I, I think I get really mad when people are really putting somebody else down. I don't care if you put me down because yeah. I put myself down all the time. Uh, but yeah. uh, they were putting some. He was putting somebody else down, and he knew I could shoot. That was one of my weird things. Like I'm a big guy, but I can I could hit threes back in the day. And so he would pass me the ball, and I was wide open for the one time he would pass, and I would refuse to shoot it. <laughs> so I would just pass it right back to him, and he got so mad at me. Uh, but, yeah, you know, uh, respect your teammates for crying out loud. They're just a pickup game. Um, you know, uh, anyway, yeah, Michael Jordan, definitely one of the biggest winners of all time, for sure, like you were saying. We are going to uh, dive into the flu game, uh, put that in quotes, and some other myths about Michael Jordan. There's a quick hint. Uh, that are spread around. Because once, once you reach a certain level, you kind of become more than, uh, I would dare say, a legend. You also kind of become a myth uh, in a way. And he's certainly reached that level for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm excited to learn a little bit, though. I'm excited to learn a little bit. All right. well, well, speaking of that, let's jump into the history uh, of Michael Jordan. Sometimes I dream that he is me. Got to see that's how I dream to be. I dream I move. I move. I dream I groove. Like Mike. If I could be like Mike. I wanna be like Mike. Like Mike. If I could be like Mike. Alright, so for this, I actually found a really sweet, on a couple of different websites, including history.com and cnn.com, like actual timelines of Michael Jordan, and so I kind of used those for this. So here we go, Michael Jordan was born on February 17th, 1963, he was actually born in Brooklyn, New York, but when he was very young, his parents, Dolores and James, decided to move to North Carolina, so North Carolina, and I'm proud to say this since, of course, I'm a... A North Carolina boy. We we claim him, <laughs> and he claims us. He's always lived here since then. He lives here now. He owns the uh, – he's the majority owner of the NBA team here, of the Hornets. So uh, he's a very much a mainstay here in, uh, you know, in North Carolina. Uh, he, uh, of course, loves sports, baseball, and basketball. And, of course, baseball is going to come back if you know the story of Michael Jordan. Um, real quick, uh, this, and only because I literally saw this this morning, you know, ESPN right now, like I mentioned before, is kind of reaching for content since there's no real live sports going on currently with the environment that's out there in the world. Uh, yeah. so they're doing, uh, with their top tens that they would always do. They're kind of trying different things. Uh, and the thing they did today was the top 10 worst opening, you know, in baseball, you always have like a, like a, a famous person throughout the first pitch. Uh, and number one was Michael Jordan, and it was pretty awful. And that's pretty weird considering he technically played semi-pro uh, baseball. <laughs> that is yeah. true. That is true. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. <laughs> right. uh, in 1981, this is when he really starts to 
to realize that basketball is his sport. He actually earns a scholarship to the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. The Tar Heels, that's my favorite college team that I always watch. Uh, and he got to play under the legendary Dean Smith, one of the most winningest uh, college basketball coaches of all time. Uh, and during his time at college, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to just like dive into every single thing. I'm just going to kind of hit some highlights here. Uh, he was actually named the ACC, which was the, you know, that's the, uh, in college is broken down into what you, what, what do you want to call them, conferences? Conference, and yeah. And ACC's where they're at, and he was the freshman of the year. Uh, he's actually really well known for, it's kind of where he started getting his thing where he would hit the game winning shot and he wasn't afraid to take it. It happened in college in 1982 against Georgetown, a very, very famous shot. Uh, during three seasons, he averaged almost 18 points a game. Shot over 50% from the field, which is crazy good for a guard. Um, and on top of that, he added over five boards a game, which is, again, really, especially at that time, very good for a guard in college. I mean, this is college, too. And, of course, he also, in 84, won college player of the year. And that's the same year he decides, hey, I'm done with this. He went three years to college. Uh, this was uh, you know, back in, during this time, going three years to college and coming out on after your third year was still considered, wow, that guy's coming out early. <laughs> you know, and now uh, if you go to college, we're like, wow, he actually went to college. Uh, it's it's surprising, <laughs> but, yeah, do you see it? It's, I mean, some player, right, didn't LeBron jump for, right yeah. from high school senior year to, yeah, it's 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 crazy. But, uh, but yeah, so he did. Yeah, he spent some time in college. Good, yeah. you know, good on him. Yeah, if you're good enough, honestly, and you can start making money, I, I have a hard time faulting anybody, any, yeah. any sport, honestly. You, you, Absolutely, because you hear so much bad stuff about uh, like the NCAA and oh, all that. Yeah. Like people, I'm not a fan. <laughs> do not like the NCAA. People absolutely do not. Yeah, they go, they go, like out, that yeah, they go out of their way to make themselves hateable. It feels they, they <laughs> yeah. really do. The ultimate heel, man. <laughs> they, oh, they are. They're way, way bigger of a heel than Triple H. Oh ever yeah, was. yeah. Triple I'm, H wishes he was that he should, kind of a heel. <laughs> he should have just changed his name to NCAA. Yeah. <laughs> You should just start saying we're not going to pay the NXT athletes anymore because they're, they're students, <laughs> student athletes. Uh, oh, what a swerve! What a swerve! <laughs> All right, so 1984, a very famous NBA draft. Even more famous because the number one pick and the number two pick even were not Michael Jordan. Uh, number one was Hakeem Olajuwon, which is very understandable. He's also another Hall of Famer, an incredible. Uh, a great player, a two-time uh, champion. That guy is actually very awesome. He was one of my uh, favorite players I really like to watch. Um, and in the same draft, Charles Barkley was in it. John Stockton was in it. All these are Hall of Famers. And But famously, and I always felt bad for this guy, the number two pick was Sam Bowie, or Bowie. I always say his last name wrong. Uh, but And then Michael Jordan was number three, so people always point out that to poor Sam that, you know, he was <laughs> – he was drafted before Michael Jordan, and nobody knows anything of what that poor guy did. <laughs> <So> <laughs> kind of overshadowed. Just a wee bit. Just a yeah. smidge. Just a yeah, smidge. Yeah, could you imagine how that would be in your life? Like, what if, uh, you know, we, we get a very famous person to join us on our on our podcast, and then that's the only person that anybody talks about, despite all the work me and you put into it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um I'm trying to think of a comparable thing too, uh, from that. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 100 percent true. It's uh, it it sucks. It's a crap. Actually, feeling. I have a comparison. It's a crap feeling. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, 
my other podcast, Retro Bliss, that I do with my buddy Trevor, uh, where we talk about old video games. Uh, there is a Nintendo convention that's in, it's like in Winston-Salem area, somewhere over there in North Carolina, and uh, we got invited one year to to show up and get to do a live show, so we do. So we have one live oh. episode, and it was a blast. We had a really good time. We actually had a, uh, I'm not going to say it was a full house, but we had people in the crowd, uh, so I got to do crowd work. It was a great time for me, uh, but uh uh, so they were like, oh, and apparently the guy who was running it was really pleased, and he was talking to us about how, all right, man, we're uh, we're going to set you up for next year. We can't wait to have you guys up next year. And then literally the year after that, uh, they, they they emailed us, and I responded, and then they just stopped talking to us. And I found out it's because they found this other podcast that's humongous <laughs> to oh. show up for them. Uh, and uh, they just let us just die in a breeze. <laughs> They took you all back behind the shed and put you. Yeah, down. they Sam Bowie does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Jesus, that's awful. Yeah. That is horrible. Oh, yeah. so uh, I do have a comparison. It, it, uh, I, I guess that's why I feel for Sam. I understand how it feels, <laughs> and it doesn't feel good. Uh, however, though, Michael Jordan was an all-time talent. So, uh, as a rookie, he was actually voted into the All-Star game. That's a humongous deal. For a rookie to get voted into the All Star game, uh, like even I know, uh, like to put it in recent terms for anybody who realizes it, uh, they tried to get Luka Doncic, who's a crazy great player right now. Uh, when he was a rookie, say that five times fast. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, he's from another country. I know it's hard to tell, uh, uh, but he's really really good. And I actually, he's one of my favorites to watch right now too. But when he was a rookie last the season before this season. Uh, he was getting voted into the All-Star game, but they wouldn't let him in at the last minute. So uh, he didn't make it in. And that's a huge deal to get in as a rookie. It doesn't happen that often. It's kind of a rite of passage. They think if you're a rookie, you you know, you shouldn't really get in. But, hey, he makes it. Uh, and even so, the very, his very first All-Star game is kind of infamous because he's quote-unquote frozen out in that game as in, uh, the other All-Stars were like, we're not going to get him the ball as much uh, because they were a little, uh, they, w- they won't say this, but they were obviously a bit jealous of all the intention that he was getting. And one of these people, apparently, this is allegedly, uh, was Isaiah Thomas, who played for the Pistons. He's a Hall of Fame point guard for them and a two-time champion. Him and Michael Jordan have a history of not liking each other. <laughs> uh yeah, uh, that he was because the Pistons were the ones who would do the Jordan rules, and we'll get to that here soon because those uh, were very painful to watch. Uh, speaking <laughs> of pain, in his second season, it was actually kind of marred because that's when he broke his foot, and that was, from what I remember, that was only his only major injury throughout his career, the one that really kept him out any significant time, besides, of course, when he retired, uh, but... Uh, so he misses a lot of games that season. In 1985 to 1986, uh, he gets the Bulls into the playoffs. And this is a very famous game against the Celtics. And this is back when Larry Bird was still playing. And he was at the top of his powers. This was Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish. This was a big-time Boston Celtics team, a very famous team. This is when it was always Lakers taking on the Celtics you know, every year. Uh Oh, those good oh, times. Yes. Oh, good man, times. a great documentary. My dad loves those times. Yeah, oh, yeah. My dad loves that There's era. a great documentary on ESPN about that. I highly recommend. Um, but, yeah, so but during the playoffs one year, 
during that year. He had, Michael Jordan actually dropped 63 points on them, which was a record in the playoffs. And that led to one of my favorite quotes about Michael Jordan ever that Larry Bird was said, and he said, and I quote, I think he's God disguised as Michael Jordan. Because <laughs> they couldn't do anything to stop the guy. And this was a – and the Celtics were not a pushover team. Let's just put it that way. No, no, and this is what this is what like I I was alluding to too at the same like that greatest like that psychology clutch when it when it all costs kind of mentality yeah. like emotionally, uh, you know focused I guess in that it's because of performances like that and I mean geez how many of those has he had over his entire oh career? man we're 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 gonna kind of touch on it but he's had so many that we will not get to all of them. No, yeah. no. Uh, so as he goes on playing, he actually starts having w- uh, many iconic career moments, and becomes very popular. Uh, uh, I mean, even during the uh, like '89 NBA playoffs, where they famously beat the Cavaliers, there's a very famous shot where he's running across and he hits that jump shot to win the game, and he's jumping up in the air and he kind of, you know, throws out his fist, and poor Craig Elo is just seen falling down to the ground. <laughs> a very famous shot there. And, of course, one time, one of my most memorable things is when he's going up for a shot, he's going up for a layup, and he has to switch hands in midair because it's going to get blocked. Uh, you know, this this guy was just unbelievable. And, of course, the dunk contest against him and Dominique Wilkins, very famous and very awesome to watch now. And very and back then, it was way more about, uh, this is going to be like me getting in my pro wrestling talk here. It's about storytelling. <laughs> Because, you, know, yeah. you know, now they they got to jump over cars and, and all that stuff. But back then, it wasn't that. It was about showmanship and about the story you were kind of telling as you were as you were doing some stuff people had not seen before at that time. <laughs> so when Jordan jumps from the foul line, you know, people were like, whoa. But now that's nothing, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it's minuscule. Uh, everybody can do that. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I started, I jumped off this 20-foot balcony. Oh, it means nothing. I jumped off a 25-foot ball yeah. scrub, and it just keeps going up and oh, up. Oh, super kick uh, is your finish? Yeah. I'm just going to do it 20 times in a match. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to kick out at one every yeah. time. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, so he has a lot of uh, – so I'm going to kind of touch into the other little things he did during, uh, throughout his career. He also – I'm going to talk about the Jordan rules right now. Do you know what those are, Matt? I do not familiarize me All with right, those. The Pistons at this time were known as the Bad Boys. That was kind of their nickname. And that's because if uh, you came down the lane or down the to try to score a basket, they would not hesitate to put you on the ground, literally. Uh, they would knock you around. Bill Lambeer was really well known for this. Uh, that was the Isaiah Thomas team. Uh, they were actually really talented and very good, and I do feel deserved those two championships. But, man, they did not hesitate to knock you around. And, but they hated Michael Jordan because he would just score on them, and they, were just, and they had decided that it wasn't going to happen anymore. And they decided this by brute force, uh, and they called and they called those the Jordan rules. So anytime he went to the basket, they put him on the ground. Pretty much, that's the Jordan rules. Uh, yeah, interesting. Because uh, they realized that putting Jordan out of a game was way more important to them winning than Bill Lambeer staying in the game. If that makes any sense. That that's crazy to hear that, like from my perspective. Because I hear that, I, like I read old school football um, all the time. I read old football books all the time, and you hear that a lot in there, but. Um, to think of that happening in basketball, like it makes sense, of course, but it's just like, really, really, putting putting a good player out, like, really. But I, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's 
I guess the basketball is a lot more rougher than I thought it was. Well, this is also at the time too where basketball and popularity is playing catch up. They, uh, you know, Stern had just kind of taken over as the head honcho of NBA basketball, and this is right before he really pushed the boundaries of it and got it worldwide like he did. So they weren't even having their playoffs uh, like it was wasn't aired live. It was on tape delay. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was kind of during this time. And if you ever watch the highlights of the Celtics Lakers rivalry, they literally clotheslined each other at times. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not making that up. Uh, like Kurt, poor Kurt Rambis was going for a layup once, and uh, Mikhail was like, "I'm not going to let you have this," and just grabbed him by the neck and threw him to the ground, pretty much. So yeah, Sweet and that Jesus. was not the only time that happened. Happened quite a lot, but yeah, that was the Jordan rules. So from then on out, Jordan and Isaiah Thomas were not uh, friends, to put it lightly. Even to the point where the very famous Dream Team, which I'm going to cover next, because that was one of my all-time favorite things as a kid in basketball, was the Dream Team. Uh, Isaiah Thomas probably should have been on it, but he's not. And the rumor is, the conspiracy is the reason that Isaiah Thomas is not on it is because when they were trying to put this team together, this is the first time that Amer- that American basketball was allowed to use uh, players from the NBA. They were not allowed before that, mm. despite the fact that other countries were using their pro players. Uh, so uh, he uh, he's uh, they go to Michael Jordan. They really want Jordan on the team because he's you know he's the, he's becoming an icon at this point, and Jordan allegedly says that he wouldn't play if Isaiah Thomas was on the team. So, wow. Isaiah is not on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kid. You're taking the back seat. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the dream team in 1992 that was our USA Olympic team uh, was a crazy amazing team. I would dare say that's the most star-studded, Hall of Fame-ridden team of any sport ever. Uh, I mean, you have Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Uh, you have uh, Charles Barkley. Um, I mean, that's just that's just four of them. And the, every player on that team, except for maybe a few, were future Hall of Famers. I read a book, uh, I wish I could remember the name of it because it's very good, about the Dream Team. And there was actually a documentary that came, uh, came out not too long ago. And it is fascinating because uh, you would see Larry Bird and Magic Johnson just talking about Michael Jordan. And they were basically saying, yeah, at that time we knew that he was the next thing. And we were just kind of uh, opening the door for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Michael Jordan, anywhere he went was mobbed. You know, uh, he could – and this was in Spain. So this wasn't even America where the Spain was – where the Olympics were that year. And he was mobbed wherever he went. Uh, as most of those players were. Though there's a very famous story that I really love. Do you know who John Stockton is? I do, okay. yeah. yeah. So, if you look at John Stockton and kind of compare him to other NBA players, and I'm not just talking about, you know, uh, what creed he is, but he's kind of, uh, he's maybe a little over six foot. Uh, you know, he's a white guy. Uh, and he's around all these humongous guys, Right. But he, but if you look at the one on the, like, you know, uh, which one of these is not like the other type of thing. Yeah. He definitely yes, stands yes. out in that way. But in Barcelona, he said that one time their bus got stuck in traffic and 
all the other players could not go anywhere without getting mobbed. Like, Charles Barkley couldn't go anywhere. Like, he, he had mobs following him, wanting pictures and stuff. And he said one time he was walking around, and he literally had a Dream Team shirt on his body with his face on it, and he wasn't recognized. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which was fine with him, but he was actually, he actually liked that. He could actually go places. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. fun. I wish. SNL mocked him one time. Uh, I... I, I'm trying to think of it. Well, they didn't like straight straight up mock him, but uh, they did. They had him in a bit. Uh, was it Keenan and Cal? I think it was the Keenan Thompson. He was doing this like Reverend like talk show thing, and I, and he do woo. Yeah. Oh yes, I remember What's this. Up with yeah. the, and then one time, John Stockton was randomly in the background. Somebody was playing him, and he was just randomly in the background <laughs> of this thing shooting baskets. It was so random. But, but yeah, that's 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 how I know John Stockton. Yeah. That's how I, it was introduced to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a, he's a Hall of Famer. He was quite a good player, a really good point guard, a pass first guy. Uh, a little dirty at times, too. Uh, you didn't want him setting a screen on you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he kind of made it for a size. But anyway, that's one of my favorite stories from the Dream Team is the fact that he could go where he wanted and nobody cared. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. All right, so let's kind of go through Jordan's other career accomplishments. This is all the things that he racked up, and this is not all of them. This is just some of the highlights. He, of course, famously won six NBA championships. Uh, he was a six-time NBA Finals MVP. Ten times he won a scoring title. That means he scored the most points per game uh, more than any other player. That's amazing. Uh, five times he won the regular season MVP award. Ten times he was named to the All-NBA First Team. Uh, Fourteen times he was named to the NBA All-Star Game. Three of those times he was the NBA All-Star MVP. And this is what really set him apart. He wasn't just an offensive player. He wasn't just a guy who put the ball in the hole. He was also a defensive player because he was named nine times to the NBA All-Defensive Team. He was, he was, that's incredible. Uh, I think he's one of the few players. He might be the only one who actually won. Uh, he was on both teams at the same time and actually won NBA Defensive Player of the Year along with MVP. Uh, he was the NBA Rookie of the Year, his rookie year. Three times he led the NBA in steals, which is pretty amazing. In 1991, he was named the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. And this is back when Sports Illustrated was huge. Uh, whatever they kind of said went. They were the ESPN of their of the magazines before ESPN the magazine. <laughs> 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 and of course he went. <laughs> and of course he went to the uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, and and you mentioned earlier about how you know he was really ruthless and uh, like he didn't show much emotion unless he was mad. Uh, you know, now he, he's like Ric Flair and just cries at the drop of the hat, um, which I don't mind. But uh, let's kind of get into um, uh, the when he retires the first time. Yep. It's very famous. I still remember this this when he says he's retired and he's going to go pursue baseball. This is kind of right after his dad had been murdered uh, very tragically. His dad was literally murdered and they tried to – I'm trying to remember all the – things that happened but his dad was murdered and even they tried to hide the body and all this stuff and it's very horrible he's very yeah wasn't by the mob wasn't by the mob or something like that that's I feel like it's, yeah. that's uh we'll, we'll kind of get into it a little bit okay all yeah right. um, i want to reach ahead there's a lot of conspiracy during this time 
and has, a lot of it's kind of mob related. Uh, the one thing that is very well known and documented as Jordan is was a and is a humongous gambler. He loves to gamble. He gambles all the time, and he has a ton of money to do so. Uh, so the rumor that went around was he kind of got in trouble gambling, and um, that was kind of a way to get back at him in a way. Uh, so that's a conspiracy. That's alleged, obviously. That's never been proven. They did catch the two, I think it was two uh, guys who had done it, and then they got it sentenced to jail for it, I believe, if I'm thinking right. But um, but the other thing that went around was the reason that he retired wasn't because he wanted to pursue baseball. Baseball was his, was his dad's favorite sport, by the way. Uh, but uh, the reason was, allegedly, again, I've said it a lot during this, but there's a lot of conspiracy around Michael Jordan. But allegedly... The reason he retired was because Stern, the you know the leader of the NBA at the time, kind of said, "Hey, we need you to kind of lay low for right now because the gambling stories were coming out. You know, they were it was all kind of coming out and making him and putting Jordan in uh, kind of a not so pretty light. And this is when Jordan was the NBA, Ooh. so they couldn't have this would be like uh, when Hulk Hogan was huge in the '80s, and if we had known the kind of person he was back then." <laughs> <laughs> and if they had gotten out, uh, so it, it would have been a big time scandal. And to try to kind of curb that, uh, uh, allegedly, that's why Jordan retired. So he goes and tries to play baseball. I actually, st- I actually have a Michael Jordan baseball card. Uh, and it was very strange. Like he, um, I think the only way I can compare this is when um, Tim Tebow. Tried to, and this wasn't too long ago, right? Isn't he still trying to play baseball? I think he is. He actually plays, uh, to my, if I'm accurate, I know at least within the last couple of years, but he's playing baseball up here in New York, uh, in Binghamton, which is about four hours away. Um, he's, yeah, he's playing minor league baseball. That's kind of his thing. He's in a farm team for the Mets. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't remember the team that Jordan was, but he's doing the same thing. He's on a minor league team. I don't know if he would have made it just on his baseball skills alone because, very famously, uh, he was not nowhere near as good at baseball as he was basketball. It was jarring. <laughs> yeah, he was no uh, he was no Bo Jackson who you know who's good at multiple sports. Like he was a you know Bo Jackson was a machine. Uh, but yeah, uh, so not too long after that, Jordan's like, you know what? Uh, I'll come back. And this is after he just won three championships. He retires right like out of nowhere. And then he comes back, and they win championships again. They win their next three. So uh, I th- kind of think if he never retired, he would have just kept. He would have had more than six championships because there's at least a you know couple he would have had in between there. And he would have been up there with uh, when the Celtics won like ten in a row or whatever. Oh, without a doubt, because I mean the, the Bulls were still decent at that time yeah. too. Even after he retired, they were still pretty good. Yeah, They're yeah. they still making the playoffs, but you could just tell that their edge was gone because Jordan wasn't along. I mean, they still had Scottie Pippen, who's a really good player too, in his own right. So they, so they still had some talent, but they didn't have Jordan. And then when Jordan was there during the last part, I'm very much looking forward to this. This big documentary that's coming out uh, about the last the season the the Jordans uh, the Jordans <laughs> the Bulls. <laughs> Uh, you know, won all those games at a record number. They won like 70 games in the championship that last year. Uh, the very the documentary is coming out about it. I'm really looking forward to. I mean, what a team that team was. I mean, you had some characters. You had Jordan. You had Pippen. You had Dennis Rodman. Uh, man, 
I can imagine trying to keep up with all that, but <laughs> uh, it's a yeah. lot. It's a yeah. lot. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of uh, his career in a nutshell. Of course, he would re- he would go on to play for the Washington Wizards um, a little bit. And he was actually still, even as a quote unquote old man, still kind of doing the Tom Brady thing and putting up some numbers. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, not too shabby, not too shabby. But it was really jarring. I remember when he his first game he played because I watched it. Of course, it was televised. It was just jarring to see Michael Jordan in a different uniform. It just didn't feel right. <laughs> I remember the highlights, and I was astounded. Yeah, it, it did feel weird. It did feel uh, very. It, it, it always is when a when an athlete, you know, affiliated with a franchise for so long, and it, you know, it, it moves on somewhere else. It's running out of the jersey. It's weird. At first, you're kind of like, okay, this is kind of cool, a change of pace. Then, but in hindsight, it's like really, like five five ten years down the line, it's like really came back for that. Yeah, I think uh, this is. Yeah, did. I think it's going to lead to even more comparisons between Jordan and Tom Brady to me. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It will. It's not a bad thing, though. No. Oh no. <laughs> if you can compare it to Michael Jordan's career, I think you're doing all right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> career-wise, at least. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, and of course, during this time of his playing career, uh, he was well known for his endorsements and stuff. Um, Nike, very famously, uh, you know, the Air Jordans are still to this day sought after shoes. Um, Space Jam, of course, came out in 1996. I went and saw it in the theater because, A, it was basketball. It had basketball players in it. And, B, uh, you know, it's Bugs Bunny for crying out loud. Uh, and, C, uh, a lot of really great cameos in it. You know, Bill Murray shows up for crying out loud. It's, uh, Bill Murray. That was a cool yes. one. That was a cool one. Uh, oh, Christ. Newman. Yes. Uh, I, I yeah. forgot his real Wayne name. Wayne Knight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's in. Yes, yes, Wayne Knight. He's a he's a big part of it. He usually gets to play. In yes. it. I love. He was so good. Oh that. yeah, he was. Uh, what it, what a brilliant movie. Though. I loved it. Well, like what a brilliant movie. And I don't know if it's actually happening. Uh, I think they're doing Space Jam two with LeBron. They are. I've yeah. heard that they are. They yes. are. It's officially. Um, I just been waiting for it. I, I don't know. I used to watch the crap out of the DV, uh, Excuse me, the the VHS when I had it as a kid. Uh, loved it. That was actually the Space Jam PS1 game was actually my first PlayStation 1 video game that I ever owned. Oh, the Space Jam game? Yeah. <laughs> I hated sports games at the time, but that was, like, different for me. Like, I hated, like, my dad used to play, hog the PlayStation 1 all the time, playing sports games, and I just asked him if he could play Space Jam just so I could watch it, but it was so, that's how fun it was. Um, oh, great game. Yeah. Great game. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. I can touch the sky. This song's problematic now because R. Kelly's problematic now. <laughs> uh, but even that soundtrack, that's how this movie was so big that even that soundtrack like sold crazy well. It was great. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah, that came out when I was in kindergarten. Oh, I think it was, wow. I was kindergarten. Yeah, I'm trying to, in 96, yeah. I would have been uh, 13. So I was at the perfect age it might have been- for this thing. It's either kindergarten or first grade. It was one of those two, but yeah, um, uh, yeah what a what a time, yeah. what a time to be alive. And of course, if you're huge during the '90s, you're going to get a Sega Genesis SNES game, and he gets one of those. Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City. Have you ever played this? I have not even heard of it. Go out of your way to at least look at video of this game. I've played it uh, through a ROM. Wow, it is fascinating. I don't even want to tell you what kind of game it is. I just want you to see it. <laughs> it's not a basketball game, is it? Um, 
don't know how to explain <laughs> it to you. It's it's not a sports game. I'll say that. Okay. All right. I will. Uh, I will take your word for it. Now I'll, I'll do some googling. Yes, I'll do some googling. Do. It's fascinating. Uh, kind of like when. Do you remember uh, uh, Home Improvement, the show? In the video yeah, game? And then oh, yeah, and how the video game. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah. All right, that gives you kind of a clue. I'm throwing a clue out there for you. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, now Michael Jordan is probably best well-known to people, uh, to the younger people now, for memes. You know, the Crown Jordan memes are uh, pretty huge. Uh, he uh, mentioned earlier he's still in the sports limelight because he owns. He's one of the owners of the Hornets, um, you know, and he actually does a lot of charity work around the Charlotte area, from what I've been told and seen. So, uh, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, that's him in a nutshell. Uh, the life of Michael Jordan, man, what a legend! Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there are so many like minute and finer details in between all of that too, which is. Uh, you know, which is most astounding. It's just a, a, just an amazing life. Like any documentary you could find is probably worth your time, one hundred percent. There is actually quite a few uh, of them that are about Jordan that I I do recommend. There's quite a few good ones. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so go check those out. And of course, I'm assuming it's new when it's coming out. It's like a twelve part series. I'm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. I, did see the I am. That. I am. I cannot tell you how hyped I am for that thing. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. I'm I'm excited for it because, like I said, that's that's the era I grew up in and and really followed it, and knew about it. So, uh, and I I they're actually releasing it early because of everything yeah. that's going on. It, I don't think it's supposed to come out till like the summertime. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be out in Maybe, June yeah. or something. But now it's coming out in like a couple weeks. Yeah, uh, within a week I yeah. think. So uh, that's at perfect timing. That worked out really good, huh? Uh, we didn't even plan the yeah. the release uh, the release of this episode of that. We, originally, we planned this before all this stuff hit. And yeah, it's for March Madness, yeah. and then yeah. Yeah. and then we just just good timing, I guess. It just worked. Yeah, we kind of got a little lucky when it uh, came to that. I guess we did. I guess we did. Speaking of lucky, man, I'm kind of excited to learn some stuff from Matt's stats. When the world's greatest athlete, Michael Jordan, teams up with the world's best loved cartoon character, Bugs Bunny, you won't believe your eyes. Pardon me, Mr. Jordan. Could I have your auto, auto, uh, your John Hancock? What's going on here? We need your help! You heard of the dream team? Well, we're the mean team. Ready? Yeah! Done. Yeah. You kick it in here. You go to the hole and dominate. We own defense. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I don't play defense. Warner Brothers presents Jordan. Bunny. Special delivery! Together, they just might save the world. Space Jam. You've never seen anything like it. Alright, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Stats portion of this show. Now, gotta say, this is the easiest I've ever had, uh to do a, a Matt stats portion. They got it all laid out for me pretty much. It's uh, sports stats are the greatest. 
And of course, uh, I did got want to give a shout out to the place that I'm getting them from. It's called basketball-reference.com. Uh, I use the profootballreference.com for all my football stuff for my other show. Um, but this is the exact same layout. You can get lost on here. There's stats for everybody. There's uh, like winning percent. Like you can go down here and see how many times Michael Jordan beat this team and that team. Like there were his win-loss record, how many points he scored in the fourth quarter third quarter it breaks down all of those little details so i highly invite you to go check it out um but here we go so first and foremost his uh his some of his career points and, and all that fun stuff um michael jordan has scored 32,292 points over his 15 seasons he had 29,277 with the bulls and uh 3,015 with the uh washington uh his highest point season ever 3041 and that was in the 86 87 season his lowest point total uh was an 85 86 with 408 points uh to his credit that's when he broke his foot yes yes um he also let's see he's played in 1072 games and we're going to get into that how that lines up amongst the the all-time greats uh of course so uh, he's had 24 uh, awards. I'm not going to go through them all, but 25, like Rookie of the Year, MVP, stuff like that. Uh, 14 All-Star Games, as Johnny mentioned. 25 weekly awards, 19 monthly awards, 21 All-League honors, um, 13 MVP award shares. Uh, okay, so in his career, as we said, 1,072 games played. He is 95th all-time in the NBA. Or excuse me, uh, 90th. 90th all-time in the NBA. Uh, he's played 40, 41,011 minutes. He's 31st all-time in the NBA. Um, field goals, he's made 12,192. He's 5th all-time in the NBA. Uh, in two-pointers, 11,611 uh, two-point field goals. 4th all-time NBA. Uh, three-pointers, 92. He's uh, 12th in NBA history. Uh, free throws, 7,327. He's good enough for uh, that's 6th in NBA history. Uh, 5,004 5, rebounds across his career, 85th in NFL his, or NBA history. My apologies. I usually say NFL after all this stuff. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Points three. Th- I don't know if I said this. Thirty-two thousand two hundred ninety-two points. It's fifth all-time in in NBA. Fifth all-time NBA. Um, I mean, it's it's legitimately it's amazing. He's fourth all-time in NBA uh, steals per game with two averaging two point three. Uh, boy, there's yeah. There you can get absolutely lost in this uh, in in these stats. It's it's truly truly remarkable what you can get from this. Uh, from this site. Let me see if I can find let's see his head to head finder. Um where'd you go? Splits. Let's go splits in his career. Um alright, so here's some cool things uh we can look at. He's played like, uh, it breaks down month to month. So, here we go. Like, in the month of October, over his career, 251 points. 
November, month of November, 5,470 points. December, 5,371 points. January, 5,926 points. Uh, February, 4,834. March, 6,013. And April, 4,427. Like, that's how awesome this, uh, this, pa- this, <laughs> this page is. Like is. A, this is like a stat nerd's wet dream. <laughs> it, dude, it's so – it's it's really incredible. I'm trying yeah. to find – they don't have as – win loss here right immediately but they have his stats literally stat breakdown against every single team on this page uh it's oh it's stunning it's absolutely stunning um so he's had a pretty good statistical career uh if i do say so myself um very very talented uh and yeah played played with some of the best of all time now, when it comes to Michael Jordan, his net worth actually currently, as of 2020, is about $2.1 billion, and that's according to Forbes. Uh, you know, little side bit, when he played, he made good money, but he's worth more now since retiring than yeah. he than he did. He made, I think, less than $100 million, I think, over his career. That's what I read. Somewhere, um, but ever yeah, since uh, he... players uh, in the NBA, especially, make way more money from endorsements and stuff than they do actually from playing basketball. Uh, uh, famously, Shaquille O'Neal said when you know when he's at the height of his popularity that he actually hadn't even touched a check from the NBA. He's put all that in the bank, and all the money he's spent has been from his endorsement stuff. And he had he has huge houses and all that stuff. Uh, Jordan's very much the same way, I believe. If I'm thinking right, he was the first athlete to ever become a billionaire. I think you're right. I think you're right. And he he just he's he's smart about his money. Um, and I don't know if he has an investor or if he's kind of just used to the game by now. But he's smart about his money. I mean, his of course his uh, his Air Jordans are a huge huge deal. I can't tell you how many fights I've seen over them. Um, literal, <laughs> literal, like fight. legitimate yeah. fights. And I was doing some research. Uh, there's about 1,200 deaths per year. Uh, there's about 1,200 deaths a year about over shoes and air jordans play a big part in that so um man so, yeah, what a, people are stupid man how messed <laughs> I, up i don't understand i don't understand the appeal for shoes yeah, i don't understand like, it i'd rather be barefoot <laughs> oh 100 i'll wear i wear crocs like I, it's it's been in the middle of winter like we get a foot of snow up here and i'll wear crocs i don't give a crap yeah. uh but give a here i want uh, <laughs> 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 but uh here i wanted to uh sh- tell you guys some of the most expensive shoes air jordan shoes that have ever been sold to little little quick tidbit here this article came from 2018 of course so it's it's a little dated but not too much but um here we'll go to the top five so the air jordan 4 m&m x carhartt uh sneaker it was sold for thirty thousand one hundred dollars good gosh. Can you imagine paying that for a shoe no Oh my God! I would no, refuse. <laughs> I would refuse. I don't even like spending more than fifty dollars on a shoe. So, yeah, we're the same person. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> uh, this is why this dynamic works so well. Uh, number four, Air Jordan Two OG, thirty-one thousand. Uh, oh my God! The third one, Air Jordan Silver Shoe, and it's autographed. All right, so this is like between auctions and everything, sixty thousand dollars. For this pair of shoes, well, it's a ten-pound shoe. It's a these are ten-pound <laughs> shoes. It's unbelievable. He actually he gave it to his wife on uh, on his second or no, his wife gave it to him on his thirty-second birthday, and then he wore it, and then he just 
he gave it to somebody or whatever, and they ended up selling it on eBay, and it went through a bunch of auctions. Um, the number two, Air Jordan 10 OVO, which is part of the Drake collection, $100,000 for that pair of shoes. Uh, he he gave away two pairs at a, at a Toronto Raptors game back in 2014. And, uh, and the number one most expensive Jordan shoe of all time, the Air Jordan 12, which is from the flu game, $104,000 in auction. Uh, he gifted it to like a, 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 a ball boy, and he, that guy uh, sold it on eBay for um, – originally it started off at $5,000, but, yeah, he eventually sold it for $104,765 to be exact. So, um, yeah, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. But uh, that's how much Michael Jordan's worth. That's, that's what yeah. he is. But uh, – uh, that's what I got for Matt Stats. Let's head into Johnny's Did You Know? On September 15th, Nike created a revolutionary new basketball shoe. On October 18th, the NBA threw them out of the game. Fortunately, the NBA can't stop you from wearing them. Air Jordans from Nike. Did you know uh, about Michael Jordan here? All right, so very famously, he was, of course, the number 23. However, there were a couple times where he didn't get to wear that jersey number. Uh, Once when he came back from retirement, he was 45 for a little bit. And then at one point during one game against the Orlando Magic, he actually had to wear the number 12. And that's because uh, his number 23 jersey was stolen from the locker room. <laughs> Somebody oh. swiped it and uh, took off with it. So he was quite mad about that and uh, had to wear number 12. Uh, he was in a cartoon. I don't know if you remember. I remember this cartoon. You actually find some of it on YouTube, I believe, called Pro Stars. It was Michael Jordan, uh, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky were, uh, were the pro stars. It was a cartoon about them. They were kind of, they were kind of a... Uh, crime solving team uh he would eat the same meal four hours before every game and this was steak with master baked potatoes salad and ginger ale that was every time uh the miami heat the team the miami heat actually the first jersey they ever retired was michael jordan's and michael jordan never played for them that's insane. I've seen a few teams do that when Kobe passed away. Yeah, uh, that they, they, they will never use that number. But that's that's interesting. Yeah, Miami that's he wild. really the first one to do that. I don't know if they're the first one to do that, but they definitely did it. <laughs> or they were uh, the first ones to retire Jordan's number. No, no, that was the oh, first you're jersey just that they did. Okay, that, I no, that's the first jersey that they that that team ever retired themselves. Oh, that that team retired. Oh wow, yeah, that's insulting. So before any of their own players, they retired his. <laughs> okay, yeah, kind of is. All right, yeah. that, <laughs> uh, in fairness they were a younger team uh they came in the, the league the same year the hornets did so they're uh from the 80s uh, you know a lot of those other teams have been around for like 50 60 years uh before his uh, iconic shoe deal with nike he actually preferred adidas to nikes he would wear adidas shoes hmm. uh let's talk about his famous flu game uh everybody refers to it as the flu game it's always called the flu game Jordan was obviously sick. You can tell it. He does not look well in that game, and yet he still plays like Michael Jordan somehow. Seems superhuman. 
Uh, but the the thing is, it it really wasn't the flu. If he had the flu that bad, he would not be able to walk around. Uh, I don't care who you are. Uh, the the rumor is he actually had pizza the night before that was not uh, agreeing with him. Oh, yeah. So it was bad. So like bad food pizza. poisoning. It was probably yes. food poisoning. Okay. Yeah, yeah which makes okay, more makes sense. A lot more sense. Yeah, because you can still do stuff even though you're going to be miserable. You know. Uh. And, of course, one of the other famous myths about Michael Jordan was that he was cut from his high school basketball team. You know, you hear that all the time. Hey, Michael Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team, and look, he's still overcome. And that's a great message. I love that message. However, he was never actually cut from his high school basketball team. No. Uh, <laughs> what happened was uh, he wanted to be on the varsity team, but he wasn't ready, and so he was on the JV team. Ah, uh, Okay. Yeah, but by the time he was a senior, he was on the varsity team, and that's how, you know, if he was actually cut from his high school basketball team, he would not have got a scholarship for UNC. You that's, know, that type of deal. that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Uh, and Space Jam, uh, in my opinion, still holds up, uh, is the highest grossing basketball movie ever. And there's some really oh. great basketball movies. I mean, Hoosiers, for crying out loud, uh, you know, just for example. It made more than Hoosiers. Is that, is that not amazing? <laughs> wow. That, yeah. Well, I could see why, though, because they were smart and appealed to both kids and adults. Yeah. Yeah. That'll get right. you every time. That'll get you every time. And a lot of Hall of Famers. I mean, Jordan, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig. You know, you had some Hall of Famers there. Uh, so uh, that's all <laughs> of Johnny's Did You Knows. Let's get into Michael Jordan's lasting impact on pop culture mike come on man they can't be for real you haven't got me yet huh mike it. It b- don't even try it you want me to go call scotty you have to call scotty boy boy what you call scotty for i haven't got you recently yeah i agree with no, that you haven't got me in the six years one two dollars just go and say no Never. He said, I'll get you one day. No. <laughs> he never dunked on you. He never Face put you on the highlight. No. No. He said, I would love to hear you my poster, but it's not happening. It's not going to happen. Lying. You know he's lying. <laughs> is it ever going to happen? Oh, oh, man. Win. All right, we're going to cast your green. Ball boy. Who gets Scotty? Puts it off the glass. Nope. Luke kicked it out. Michael will get it pulled for the fresh shot. MJ. Michael shakes the finger, but he finally got his dunk on Mount Matumbo. He never dunked on you. He never put you on the highlight. No. No. He said, I would love to have you in my poster, but it's not happening. He's literally a meme. He's a meme machine. Uh, You know, in today's age, uh, that's, if you're a meme, you're, you're kind of uh, legendary. (laughs) You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, so he's a meme. Uh, everybody today compares players today who are good to him. We kind of mentioned that before. His name will always be synonymous with basketball, with the NBA, always, and with sports in general. Uh, if you go across, I think it's still like this. If you can pick any corner of the world and you'll find somebody who knows the name Michael Jordan. Uh, it's He's such a humongous part of pop culture especially during the 90s but even now i would dare say and i think his legacy is just going to live on for 
I can't remember a time when they would never ever bring his name up. When you're talking about, as long as there will be sports, uh, Michael Jordan's name will get mentioned. I feel. One hundred percent. One hundred percent agree with that. Uh, yeah, Michael Jordan's the be all end all. Uh, and and as I said, as I said towards the top of this show, uh, every time somebody good comes around, they get compared instantly to Michael Jordan. That is a huge. Uh, it's, it goes to show you how huge of an impact he has on on the sports. Uh, you know, it just how much he means. Also, I think in, as far as pop culture goes, too, uh, he, I mean, there were several mainstream, you know, play, you know, people, teams, this and that, the 85 Bears and, and whatnot, but Michael Jordan, like, single-handedly, like, just him on his own, uh, was, was absolutely, like, a, a impeccable. Like, I, I, I can't tell you, like, the years after, how excited I would get when I seen a Haynes commercial and Michael Jordan was on TV, yeah. like it was the weirdest. It was like I'm like, why am I excited about this? Uh, but there he is. There's Michael Jordan, uh, and I think too he taught. He really showed that if you're smart about how you use your money, like a lot of athletes, we talk about this all the time. They they burn out, man. They lose all all, all their money, and they they end up. Um, uh, they spend their money very very poorly. Instead of investing it, they buy it on big mansions, cars. All this stuff with no, they have no equity. And what Jordan has done with throughout his career, between endorsements and his NFL paydays, uh, of course, was show that there's more to you know. You can still make money after basketball. It's not the or after a sport. It's not the be all end all. And you don't have to burn out with your money. Invest it smartly, and you'll live comfortably for the rest of your life. And I can't tell you, uh, you know. You never hear anything bad. You never hear about any financial struggles with Michael Jordan. Um, and, and we said his shoes are, like, highly sought after. He's got that going for him. And he has so many other endorsements and whatnot. He's still a uh, just a fixation on, on, on in basketball lore and just pop culture in general. He just um, – and I think a lot of athletes try to be like him, uh, like Mike. Uh, they try to be like him 100%. Uh, you know, I, I see it with the likes of Tom Brady who we've compared to often in this episode. He, he created his own brand, uh, TB12, and he's spot, he, he, he has um, you know he has endorsements in, in all this stuff. He created this lifestyle where he doesn't need to play football anymore, but guess what? He's going to live comfortably for the rest of his life doing speaking engagements and all that stuff. Uh, you, you, see, you see a lot. Shaq. Shaq is one who followed in Jordan's footsteps. Shaq has his, foot, his big old nasty bunion feet and everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, size I, 20 I seen him, yeah. size 20 I, he showed him one time on uh that their, their their talk show that they do the nba uh on tnt talk show whatever it is the, and i'm just like whoa that thing is hideous <laughs> that thing is hideous but he does everything right he owns he yeah. has steak and papa john's he's got this and that but um but yeah he became his his name his brand uh is just humongous, and that's what Jordan really paved the way, I think, for a lot of people to do. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And, I mean, Jordan, just think about this. This is kind of sums it up. Jordan is so ingrained in our pop culture and is so much of a legend that at one point he had a Hitler mustache and we let it go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you're right. There were articles about it, but overall we're like, okay, yeah, we don't know why he's doing this, but we, we let it go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i never put two and two together that is amazing <laughs> yeah i mean that was a 
you know, somebody we thought that that was never going to be seen again, but there we go. I mean, I'm sure he'd rather call it the Charlie Chaplin, but, you know, uh, that's how it is. So that was Michael Jordan. Uh, Matt, do you want to give us a little preview of what could possibly be the next episode? Hmm. Well, I did, actually, there was a few things that weighed on my mind throughout this entire uh, episode as to what I would do next, but I think I'm going to play it safe um, with what I originally thought and we talked about before air. Next time Retropop is on air, we will be uh, we will be talking about Blockbuster, the movie rental company that uh, stole our hearts and a lot of our money in late fees. So uh, that'll be our next topic, and I can't wait to talk about the blue and yellow, uh, the little blue and yellow movie rental store. I'm very excited. To, I still remember when they went to the fact where you could keep a movie or a game for more than one night. Uh, that was a big deal in my in my little childlike brain. Uh, so I can't wait for that. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, of course, we want you all to stay safe and hey, just listen to our podcast. We got if you don't uh, if you want more, uh, listen to Retro Bliss, History Creeps, Two Point Conversation, uh, and Matt has a bunch of other ones. What you want to uh, tell the people some stuff they can listen to? Holy Christ! Uh, it doesn't never ends. Bicbp-radio.com uh, <laughs> <laughs> is where you can find all of our podcasts. We have twenty on our network, and we want to thank all you, the listeners, for a record-breaking month. But we have a lot. Uh, we have History Creeps. That's our highest-rated show. Uh, Johnny, there's a little show called Retro Bliss. It's pretty popular. But uh, yeah, two-point conversation, panel discussion. Uh, we just added Seven Wing Six. We have uh, well, this Retro Pop show is pretty cool too. Uh, we got so much. We got so much going on. Chris and Anthony just can't stop it. Vinyl divers, it uh, it never ends, and we're 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 rocking and rolling, everybody. We had a yeah. really really good month of listenership, and uh, we it's I'm still like mind blown. It's been a couple of days since I found out, but I'm just ooh, it, it, my mind exploded that as many of you listen to us as uh, as you do. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, you all rock. Uh, we. Uh, you know, I think even if we didn't have anybody listen to us, we would do this because we enjoy it. But, oh, yeah. But the fact of the matter is we do have people who listen, and it's incredible. It's I, I mean, I've been doing this for a couple of years now, and I still am not used to that. So I'm almost uh, on two years. I'm almost on two years. Uh, I think uh, yeah. middle of June I'll be two years. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. Please stay safe out there. Uh, and if you're in the, the – one of the essential job fields. Uh, also, first of all, thank you for what you're doing. And second of all, please be safe as well. Uh, you all are awesome. Uh, until next time, we're going to talk about Blockbuster. Uh, this is Retro Bob. You hear any new podcasts lately? Uh, yeah, I have. Like what? Retro Blist. You had that ready to go. Like, almost like you knew I was going to ask you this. I sort of kind of did. It was like an ESP feeling. What's Retro Blist? Retro Blist is a 
retro video game podcast presented by Johnny and Trevor, where they talk about everything from retro gaming, retro consoles. They each week review a different video game that they have played. Uh, majority of the time it is retro, like on the actual console itself, from Sega Dreamcast to Super Nintendos to... Um, I think they recently started playing on a Nintendo Switch. Where can I find this podcast? Uh, you can find it at bicbp-radio.com. Sweet.